You may be seated. It's good to see you guys this morning. And welcome back if you were with us last week and uh, maybe last week was your first time with us and and, uh, you decided to join us again. Thank you. Uh, We're glad that you're here. So welcome to any first time guests and welcome back to anybody who's been here before. We're glad that you're here. Um, I want us to go to the book of John this morning. John chapter 21 is where we're going. And you can go ahead and start turning there now. Um, what is your favorite meal of the day? Anybody? Is it breakfast? Breakfast people, raise your hand. All right, I, I see you, okay. All right, got a few more in here. Lunch people? Who are the lunch people? Lunch people, okay. Steve, you're raising your hand on everything, all right? <laughs> That's right. I thought I said, what is my favorite meal of the day? It's the one that I'm at, right? It's the one that I'm at, right? No, I love breakfast. I love breakfast. I can eat breakfast anytime. Uh, and you, you say, well, it's not breakfast if it's not in the morning, you know. Uh, I don't care. I, I love breakfast. We used to have staff meeting, um, and we would do it after Wednesday night service. And so I'd take the pastors, and we would go find some place to eat. And they would always know that I would probably pick, like, IHOP or Denny's or something like that, some place that I could get some breakfast food and get an omelet or something like that. So, um, you know, I love breakfast. Uh, I, there's a place that, um, that was up in Cleveland, Tennessee, where I went to college, and it was called Cameron's. I don't know, Pastor Trent, if you ever went to Cameron's. Cameron's, they have these huge biscuits, right? And so they, they were just, they were, they were just massive biscuits, you know. Some of y'all, you say, you got cat head biscuits. Anybody know what a cat head biscuit is? You know, it's about, a, about the size of a cat's head, you know. So uh, it's like, what? Okay. Come on, stick with me, people. It's all right, right? And we're going to talk about food a lot today, okay? It's biblical, all right? Jesus wants you to eat, okay? And he wants you to eat breakfast. And that's really kind of what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about breakfast on the beach. And uh, this story that we're looking at is kind of a continuation of where we were at last week. We looked in John chapter 20 last week, and uh, we looked at the resurrection and John's account of the resurrection And we want to continue in John's gospel this morning in uh, John chapter 21. And I want us to go ahead and read this, uh, John chapter 21, beginning in verse 12. And it says, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. And now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Why did they not ask that? Because... It had only been uh, just, uh, this is about the third time that Jesus had appeared to them since the resurrection. And uh, they had been out fishing all night. And someone called to them from the beach, and they had not called anything. And someone called to them from the beach and said, hey, let down your net on the other side. And when they did, they pulled in this great haul of fish. And uh, they immediately knew that the person standing on the beach was Jesus. So much so that Simon Peter, if you read just in the passages above this, that Simon Peter tore off his outer garment and jumped into the lake and swam about 100 yards uh, to, from the boat to Jesus, leaving his buddies to bring the fish and the boat and everything up to the shore. And so this is kind of where we pick up the story here uh, is, is at this moment where he's jumped in the lake and he swam the shore and said, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. And now none of the disciples dare ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. 
And so, with, and so with the fish. And this was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Verse 15. And when they had finished, breaking, uh, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John. Now, I want you to notice how Jesus references him. Jesus, uh, actually, uh, earlier on in, in, in Scripture, we find that uh, he kind of changed his name and said, hey, you're going to be known as the rock. You know, how, how, many, how many have that nickname, right? Now, there's only a few people that I know that has that nickname, the rock, right? One of them is the rock, Dwayne Johnson. Simon Peter was the original rock, all right? So uh, I don't know that he was as ripped as Dwayne Johnson, all right? But, uh, I, you know, you got to think that he was the original rock here. And so, but it's interesting, Jesus doesn't refer to him here as Simon Peter. He says, he calls him Simon, son of John. He says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I, that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything and you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And I want to stop right there. Jesus sat down and made breakfast for his disciples on the beach. And they had breakfast on the beach. Now that sounds like a pretty good day, right? That you sit down. Not only is it just breakfast on the beach, but it's breakfast on the beach with Jesus, okay? That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. And he cooked it for you, right? Talk about providing the meal. He's, he's, he's the dude with the food. He is still providing the meal here with these guys. And so, so Jesus has, has made breakfast for them. They are sitting down. And Jesus initiates this conversation with Simon Peter. Now, once again, I've told you, he said, just notice that he's called him Simon, son of John. Why does he do this? Now, we may know that Peter, the word Peter means rock or stone. Uh, you, you might have already known that, but you may not know that Simon uh, is uh, Hebrew. It's a, it's a Hebrew word, uh, and it's shimon, which means it's a derivative of the word shema. And I don't know if you know this, if you ever heard of the Shema, that, that Jews pray the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Uh, and this is a prayer, and there's much more, there's a larger part of this. But that first word here is the word Shema in Hebrew. And that word, uh, is it, it means to hear, it means to listen. He's saying, hey, listen up. And so basically that's, that's Simon's name. His name is Listen. How many of you, you would like to name your kids that, right? Anybody, you know, I'm just changing your name to listen. Listen, 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 right? Jesus is trying to get his attention. And I think Jesus is doing this on purpose. He's calling him Simon, son of John. Now, you have to also understand this, that if Simon really means listen, what does John mean? Because he's made it a point to call him the son of John. And John, we have any Johns in here? No, no John, no Johns. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is probably the first time. That's like a very common name. They were all in the first service. All right. No Johns. So if you meet a John, his 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 name is uh, God is gracious. 
God is gracious or God's grace. That is, that is what the, the name John means. And it's interesting to me that Jesus calls him Simon, son of John. And he's saying, listen, son of God's grace. Listen, son of God's grace. Listen, son of God's grace, I want you to get this. Why is he saying this? Why does he keep saying this over and over? And you know that you, if you have kids, you know sometimes you have to repeat yourself, right? And your parents had to repeat themselves, so don't, don't get all high and mighty. Like, my, my kids never listen. You didn't listen to your parents either, and they had to repeat themselves. But Jesus is having to repeat himself. He's saying, hey, Simon, son of John, son of God's grace, why does he need to keep repeating himself? you got to remember what happened just a few days earlier? What was going on in Simon Peter's life just a few days earlier? Because Jesus is sitting down. They're sitting in a group, right? He's sitting, Simon is sitting in a group of people at a fire. And they're having this conversation. And Jesus starts asking him questions. Do you love me? And it says he got to the third point, the third time. Jesus says, do you love me? And it says that Peter was grieved. What do you think Peter remembered? You think Peter remembered sitting around the fire just a few days earlier when somebody asked him, do you know Jesus? And instead of saying, I love you, he said, I don't know the man. Do you think that might have been what was going through Simon Peter's mind, that he was remembering this big failure, this point of just absolute, just I blew it. You ever had one of those moments where you, you just blew it? Maybe you've had one of these moments where it, it's not just you messed up, but you said, this is something I will never do. It's something you said, I will never do that, and then you wind up doing it. That's, that's the moment for Simon Peter, because Simon Peter, before he denied Jesus, he said, hey, all these other guys, they may run out on you, Jesus. I'm not going to run out on you. I'm going to go with you even unto death. And he takes his sword out, and he starts brandishing his sword, and Jesus says, hey, man, put your sword away, all right? Put it back in the sheath, all right? See, because before the night's over, you're going to deny me, not just once, but three times. Ah, that's not going to happen. That's not me, Jesus. And we know that it was him. We know that it was Simon Peter, that, that he not only denied Jesus once, but he wound up doing it three, wound up doing it three times. And so, and it's just, the Bible says that he ran away. In tears, basically, he just, he knew. He, the thing, the very thing, he said, I won't do this. He wound up doing it just a few hours later. And so now, he's sitting on the beach with Jesus. Have you, have you ever been there maybe where you've wronged someone? And like, then you had to come like be in their presence again. And you knew you had messed up. That you knew you know, maybe, maybe you're not that person. I've, I've had that experience where I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I was a jerk. I, was, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have had that attitude. When you know you're wrong and he's sitting on the beach with Jesus and Jesus has made him breakfast and Jesus says, do you love me? And by the third point, his heart breaks because he just remembers. He's like, my failure is before me. I'm, I'm crushed. I'm broken over what I've done. I can't believe I did that to you. I can't believe I let you down like that. And, and we see that Jesus, every time, every time Jesus 
calls his name. Listen. He says, Simon, son of God's grace. Do you think that's kind of what he was hearing? Now, sometimes we have to be reminded of how God sees us because we think God sees us in a totally different light, right? There have been times where I have made mistakes and messed up, and I'm like, God, you're so disappointed in me. God, you probably hate me right now. God, you probably are just like just so angry with me right now. And you know what? That's probably maybe how, how Simon Peter felt. He's like, you're just, you're just probably so disappointed and so angry and so, so mad with me right now. And I think he had to make the point to Simon saying, listen, that's his name, listen, listen, you are a son of God's grace. Simon, listen, you're a son of God's grace. Yeah, but I know, I know, I, 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 but I can't believe I Simon, listen to me. You are a son of God's grace, and I believe God's message to us today is, listen, you are a son and a daughter of God's grace today. You are a son and daughter of God's grace. And so he's having to remind Peter of this. This is who you are. This is your name. This is more than just your name. This is the reality of what I want you to get right now. I love you. Do you love me? Do you love me? Now, I've always read this story as, uh, and if, if you know how, um, the Bible's put together, you'll know that, uh, that we get our, our scriptures here from a Greek translation, okay? So, so the New Testament was written in Greek. Um, but if you think about it and you walk through this process, even though the New Testament was written in Greek, if you think about this, everyone in this story is Jewish. Everyone in this story, they speak Hebrew and Aramaic, all right? And so when Jesus, I've always studied it in, in the way where Jesus is saying, do you love me? And, and the Greek word there is agape. Maybe anybody ever heard the word agape? You know, maybe somebody's called it sloppy agape. You know, that's just, just kind of a big love. You know, it's a, it's a love that is just kind of reckless and lavish. You know, it's that kind of a big love, you know, agape type love. And then he, he asked this, Jesus says, do you agape me? You know, do you agape me a second time? And then he lowers it. If you look at it in the Greek, it's not agape. The next, the third time he asks him, he says, do you phileo me? Phileo is where we get Philadelphia. Anybody know Philadelphia, the city of what? Brotherly love. Is it really? I don't know. I've never been there. I would like to hope so. I'm, I've never, so some of y'all are laughing like, I've been there. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm not a Phillies fan, so right, I'm, I'm a Braves fan. Anyways, um, so this, this word, Phileo is Jesus kind of lowers it from agape, and that's in the Greek. But see, I got to think that the original conversation wasn't in Greek. That if they're all Jewish and they speak Hebrew and Aramaic, that they probably would have been using Hebrew and Aramaic words. And the words for love that was possibly used would have been one of two words, and I want to give you those words today. Two of those words are this, and this is the words in Hebrew for love. The first word is this is, can you put, there you go, Ahava, Ahava. Ahava is a Hebrew word for love that we find in the Old Testament. And this word is, is uh, the kind of love that it, it is a word, it is a type of love that can go out 
but it doesn't necessarily come back. It's the kind of love that doesn't necessarily get returned. So if you read John 3.16, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? And we know this, that if God loved Ahavaz, the world, sometimes the world's not going to love him back, right? There's a lot of time the world doesn't love him back. And so Ahava is a type of love that doesn't always get returned. Anybody ever had like a crush on someone and they were not crushing back? Anybody? Okay, now all y'all have like great love lives, right? I'm the only loser that had like, you know, crushes on people that they didn't like me back, right? All right, I remember that. I remember getting that phone call once. Hey, Ryan, we need to talk. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to call her back. I know where this is headed, and it headed exactly where I thought it was going, right? She said, I think we should go ahead and just end this, right? And, and it was like that unrequited love, that love that doesn't get returned. And ahava, that is a kind of love that doesn't necessarily always get returned, but the second word is rakim. And rakim is the kind of love. This is a word. It means that it is a word that love comes back. It actually, this is the kind of love that gets completed. It goes out and it comes back. And I think if, you're, if we're looking at this story and probably what really happened was they were speaking Hebrew and Aramaic and these words were words that were getting used and Jesus is asking Simon Peter, hey, do you love me? Do you love me in such a way where the love is going to come back? Do you love me in such a way where there's going to be a return in the love? See, what you know and I know is this, is that in our culture, our culture cancels people, right? We, we've seen that over and over and over. And maybe you've been canceled before yourself, right? Maybe that's, that's where you've been. Maybe someone has canceled you and you have been in that place where, you know what, you've messed up and somebody just wrote you off. Maybe you've been there where you have just been written off by not just one person, maybe by a group of people. And so this idea of being canceled, we understand that. We understand that in our culture. Our culture is quick to write you off. If you fail, you get canceled. But Jesus doesn't cancel people. Jesus cancels sin. What Jesus didn't do to Simon Peter was cancel him. What Jesus didn't do is say, I'm done with you. You didn't just deny me once. You denied me three times. And so what he did three times was says, Simon, son of John, listen, you're a son of God's grace. He invites him right back into the relationship that he gave to him in the first place. He brings him full circle and he says, listen, this is the kind of love that is complete because it's the kind of love that I am giving out to you and I want you to give that back. And that's what we see here in this story is that Jesus is giving out love and he's asking Simon Peter, give it back. Let's complete the circle. Let's complete this relationship. And what he does is he invites him into this kind of relationship. See, Simon Peter was the kind of guy who he was 
uh, kind of reckless in a, in, in a lot of ways. He was the ready, fire, aim guy. Anybody, you know anybody like that? Ready, fire, aim kind of people? That was Simon Peter, right? He was the guy who would pull out the sword. He says, let's go. But Jesus was saying, I'm not calling you to fight for me. I'm calling you to feed my children. I'm calling you back to a relationship of love. I'm calling you to love me in such a way where you start loving other people. See, you can't fight the enemies of God. There, there's going to be a lot of enemies of God. And can I just tell you this? God can stick up for himself. Do you believe that? I believe that. I believe that God can take care of his enemies and God can take care of my enemies. Right? And, and so, so he's not calling you to fight his enemies. What he is calling you, he says, feed my children. Feed my children. I'm calling you to an even better commission. There's an even greater depth that I'm calling you to. And so it's a different type of goal for Simon Peter. This relationship that Jesus calls him to is, is this. It's basically it's what resurrection did for us. See, resurrection is just not just an Easter thing. Resurrection is not just about, hey, it's Easter, now what? All right, we're a week after Easter. What do we do now? Resurrection is continuing. Resurrection is life for us every day. So Jesus is alive on Easter Sunday. Jesus is alive today. And because Jesus is alive today, resurrection is about restoration. That's what he's calling Simon Peter into. He says, I'm calling you into a restorative relationship. Everything that you've messed up, you know what? I'm canceling that. I am canceling that, and I am bringing you back into relationship with me. So, guys, if you've ever messed up, anybody? I don't raise your hand. You have. I know. I know you have. Some of you are thinking right now, I've messed up more than you know. I've messed up more than you know. I shouldn't be forgiven by people, and I definitely shouldn't be forgiven by God. But the word to you today is this. God does forgive you. God does love you, and he's inviting you back into a relationship with him, a restorative relationship with him, and he's wanting to remind you, just like he did with Simon, listen, you are a child of God's grace. So I don't know who needs to hear that this morning. I don't know what you've done or where you're at right now, and I'm going to ask somebody to come play, but you need to know this, that no matter what you've walked through, God loves you. God's love is for you, and he invites you to life today. That's the invite that we talked about last week. It's the same invitation this week, guys. God invites you to life. He invites you to a restored relationship with him. Resurrection is about restoration. Stand with me this morning. They're going to lead us in this song, and we're going to come back here and pray in just a second. But I want you to sing this song with us together, can you?
Be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves. Oh, He is my song. Let the King of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days. Oh, He is my song. You are good. You good. them. We try not to look at them, Father. They follow us. We know. We know what we've done. We know who we've done it to. And so, Lord, this morning, our failure is ever before us. We know the times that we've turned our back and walked away from you. But, Lord, this morning, you invite us back. You invite us back into a relationship, and you remind us who we were created to be. We are created to be vessels of God's grace. We are created to be vessels of God's mercy. And we are created to be vessels of forgiveness. And this morning, Lord, that's what we do. We receive forgiveness. We receive restoration. Lord, it's through your blood, but it's through your resurrection. Lord, you paid the price for our sin. You canceled our sin. But, Lord, you got up to give us new life. And that new life you invite us into. Lord, Lord, that's that's what we do right now. We we step into that. We accept that invitation. Forgive us. 
when we've walked away, when we've turned our back, Lord, restore us. The places that have been stepped on and and crushed in us, where our heart has just been pushed aside. Maybe it's the love we've tried to give out and it didn't come back. Lord, I pray, Father, in these places that seem to have died in our life, Lord, I'm praying, God, that you would restore us. You restore us into relationship with you and to right relationship in the church. And so, Lord, today we thank you. We remind ourselves that we are your sons and we're your daughters. We're recipients of grace in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you believe that? Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. Listen, guys, we love you. Thank you for being here this morning. We want you to uh, be in Bible study with us this coming week.